This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Oh boy. Good evening, everyone. It is October 29th, 2019. The road trip is finally over, folks. The road trip is finally over. The Sharks lose 5-1 to one to the Boston Bruins. Welcome to Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and interactive Sharks postgame. So do us a favor. If you want to be a part of the show, chat with us and fellow Sharks fans in our YouTube chat on the page or the app. And, of course, always follow us on the social, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, all at Teal Town USA. And for more Sharks content, hit us up at tealtownusa.com. You get the triple broadcast threat tonight, folks. And I am PuckGuy14. I am joined by Mr. Ian Reed. Hello, hello. And AJ Strong. What up? Not the Sharks. Sharks, Sharks lose this one 5-1. to one. So, um... Welcome everyone, and um, do do we do we even have any words, guys? Guys, uh, before we break this one down. Okay, I guess not. All right, let's let's talk about this game where the Sharks were finishing up a road trip in Boston, taking on the Bruins that are eight one and two uh, against the Sharks. Well, they have their number one penalty kill going. Uh, at the same time, Boston has the number two power play. Something's going to give. And it would get tested 6.15 in. Barclay Goodrow goes into the box for a tripping call. That sets up a power play for Boston. And, well, they have some pasta. They're not on the low-carb diet. David Pasternak gets his 12th of the season by Bergeron to get this game going one nothing. AJ, your thoughts of the opening goal? Come back to me. Okay. Ian, your thoughts about the f- first goal? Uh, wow. Okay. So this goal, I don't really fault Jones on as much. I think, you know, um, it's it's a bad play by Dylan. Um, it's a really pretty pass uh, to Pasta to, to put the puck in the net. Like, it was, it was a nice – it was a nice play. Um, but, ugh, man, yeah, I – Let's find something nice to say about the Sharks. I, I don't have anything. Like I don't I don't really hang this one on Jones specifically, but man, it was a it was a sign of things to come because this team just looked atrocious. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. Now, <clears throat> yeah, you can sit there and say, Well, I'm not gonna blame this on Jones and everything. Oh, like we haven't that. talked I... about the other goals yet. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> you know, it was like two or four. But, you know, and then we'll even get the whole, you know, blame Jones things. We'll get into that afterwards. But anyway, yeah. Uh, go ahead. All Another right. Goal. Moving onward uh, at 749. Well, because, you know, they thought there was a offsides to it. You know, PDB challenges it. It was clearly onside. So they take another what penalty. idiot in the video room said that was like, make that call. Challenge that. Like, seriously. At first glance, I could see it maybe close, but the on second thought, I think it was a little too quick to uh, fire off the challenge. Uh, oh, thankfully, I, I was dying to know who, who made that call. 
you know. And, I mean, they have a guy for that, right? So I yeah, mean, obviously, Dave Barr. No. So. Oh gosh, we we I remember this guy's name when we uh, when he called down for the uh, offside challenge against Landeskog in Game Seven against Colorado. Uh, somebody in the chat help us out uh, with that one. I know it's out there. Uh, moving onward at 8.53, Jones stops a three-on-one uh, to keep it one nothing. Guys, I, I, th- I want to say Jones had some good looks tonight, but not the entire 60. Well, here's the <laughs> he problem. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't eight to nothing or 12 to nothing. So, yeah, okay, he had a couple good looks, sure. Yeah, like this is the problem, right? Like... You, you look at the way this team is playing right now, and it's not, yeah, you're, you're right. You can't just hang this on Martin Jones. But, like, that second goal against, I mean, this is basic goaltending 101 fundamentals, you know, covering your angles properly. He was ridiculously off his angle for that for that first shot, and then he just never recovers. Like, it, it it's frustrating because, you know, like, yes, okay, can his defense be better? Yes, but like at some point, Jones has to make a damn save this season. Yeah. Completely concur. At nine, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I thought you were going to continue on there. At nine eighteen. <clears throat> oh no, I was. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> go continue. No, on. Ian's Ian's absolutely right. It's you know you, <laughs> as much as we hear about it, it's a. I this is the thing that gets me with this stupid vicious cycle is you hear somebody say uh, Jones has to have somebody will say Jones needs to have that one and when you say that the contrarian goes well the defense can't give up that shot and then it goes back to yeah but Jones has to bail out the defense every once in a while just like the defense needs to bail out Jones every like it's just this stupid vicious cycle that gives me yeah. a friggin headache uh, some comments in the chat right now will will be uh, John Edwards saying puck control seemed a bit rough out there. Lots of intended passes mishandled. Uh, and Dan Darrow is the video coach. Dan Darrow, yes, that's the guy that we were given love to uh, this past March or this past May. Well, that's okay. Right now, I have a pitchfork and ones for Dan Darrow. Yeah. So. Uh, moving onward to 16 or eight nine eighteen, uh, Grzelik, uh gets a holding call. Sharks don't do anything on that power play. Sixteen twenty five, Tomash Hurdle takes a high sticking call that sets up a Boston Bruins power play. And David Krejci, the veteran for the for the Bruins, it's his first of the season from Krug and Marchand at seventeen fifty one. And uh. I, Guys, I, I'm not going to lie. I was a little concerned about this game, especially at 2-0, uh, and uh, just didn't even think that this was getting any better, you know, 17-15 into the game. There was no way it was going to get any better. I mean, no. you just got your ass handed to you by the worst team in the league, and you think they're going to get better by facing the hottest goalie and team in the league? Yeah, so they have, I mean, would they have one one regulation loss. The hell out of here. Well, yeah, I, and here's here's the problem. I mean, we and we can go down and we can break down every single goal, but really, what's the point? Like we'd yeah. be putting in more effort than than the Sharks <laughs> did tonight. Uh, I saw that coming. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, it's like, look, the Sharks <laughs> lost five to one. They, it was everything. Let's forget 
all the stupid numbers and time on ice and this, that, and the other, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, what Gambrell, I don't know if it, what lower body injury or something, but he was gone after, mm-hmm. you know, part way through the second. It's just, and here's, here's the one thing that I want to highlight. Cause I actually wrote this down. Randy Hahn tonight on the broadcast said, you can't blame Jones tonight. So, which made me think of two things. Number one, when can you? Like, Never. when is it okay to blame Jones? And would you ever admit it? You know what I mean? Like, I am just, uh, look, I'm sorry. Let me just get this out. I haven't been on here in a while. I am getting Pollyanna'd to death. I am so, t- I absolutely adore Brody. I think Curtis is super duper cool. I love those guys when they do their show and they're rolling. But dear God, man, can we knock off the Pollyanna silver lining glass half full? Everything is awesome. BS. Like, I'm just sick of it. Call it what it is. You know, it's they get back from the, you know, they get to the second intermission. You're down 5-1. And the first thing they say is, you know, what a goal by Brent Burns. Are you kidding me? You're down 5-1. You you can't, this the defense, the goalies, nobody can stop anything. Like, have they played a game where they haven't let in more or less than, than four goals? Was there one game, I think? So it's just, <laughs> and they're going to sit there and just... This Pollyanna crap, man. God damn it, Remenda. Do I miss you right now in this moment? Well, that's and that's the problem, right? Because we all know what happened to Drew Remenda. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. But that's what I think is so it it again, I go back to his perfect quote. How do you expect me to, you know, have any credibility in my praise if I can't honestly critique them? And to hear these guys just go full-blown Pollyanna. And uh, for those of you who are familiar with Marilyn Manson, I say we have the Sharks come out on Friday night to the dope show because that's where we're at. Yeah, I mean, look, I, you know what? And I I, I think it was second intermission when, when Bakes came on. Like, thank freaking God. Somebody on that broadcast could actually call it how it was. Like yeah, even even Hedekin is like Pollyanna to me right now, which is the only one Hedekin, even close. I found Hedekin at least closer to the end of the game, like was a little more vocal. But I, like, if not for Jamie Baker tonight, like you would have thought you had watched a completely different game mm-hmm. than the one you actually watched based on the commentary. And I understand that this is the way that home broadcasts are, are being done at this point in the league. You go around the league and you listen to other broadcasts and generally look at everyone's a homer at this point because right. no one wants to upset the apple cart. No. But thank you, Jamie Baker, for at least coming out and in that second intermission and actually saying what was actually happening. And and Hetty is usually more, you know, has been tell it like it is. And I think re- I remember very well in the playoffs he he went on off on this team, especially the two games in Vegas. So it's kind of a surprise to see that coming from him. And, but here's the thing, guys: it's a reality check, and and nobody can hide the stench from from this team right now. You finish four eight and one in the month of October. You have comments in our chat going crazy right now, like four paws up for mm-hmm. hockey. There's no hiding the fact that this team is bad. No one can argue this point anymore. You know. Oh, uh, but they can. And they host the pregame and the postgame show. <laughs> They're you know, completely but, arguing. You know, JF, men- 
yeah, and JF mentioning, you know, missing Drew Remendon in times like these, you know. Uh, mul- yeah, and, and I've re- reached out to him. Hopefully we'll be talking to him soon. Uh, I mean, who doesn't want to get his take on what's going on this month? But I, I think that's why I'm just so frustrated is to sit there just to hear the Pollyanna crap. And um, all right, let's get to a, a few of these comments yeah. here, and then we need to uh, move on to another area that I want to cover. Gotcha. Blaming Jones last season was definitely valid when goaltending was actually costing us games, but goaltending isn't saving this team. Uh, well, the numbers are almost identical to last year. That's it. Right. Exactly. Like this team, Aaron Dell and Martin Jones, before this game started, were 44th and 45th in the league in save percentage. Your goaltender isn't even in the top 31 team players in the league for save percentage. Tell yeah. me, how do you defend Jones at that point? Like, you can't. I'm sorry. Yes, the team in front of him is garbage. And yes, everyone to a man has to be better. Jones is one of the people that has to be better. Period. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Were you now? Were you and were you surprised, Ian, that after the last game, <laughs> you know, that Dell gets pulled? Were you surprised that they didn't pull Jones tonight and put Dell back in? Because <laughs> I was <laughs> I, I, a little bit. Like I'm not gonna lie, it was a little bit. Um, I mean, but really, like, <sighs> this is getting like. I mean, and I, you know, I, I, I'm not a huge anti Dell guy, but. But Aaron Dell has like slid. I know and it's early, but like, how long is it early for? Right? Like, how long are we going to sit here and say, "Well, it's early. Well, it's early. Well, it's early." I mean, Aaron Dell is sliding into Alex Stalock territory very quickly if he's not already there. You're, no, you're absolutely or absolutely making a point that I uh, made on the Pucknologist this week, where it was a case of, you know, look, you sit there and go, "Well, it's early." Yeah. Okay, fine. If that's your argument, then you tell me when is it no early? Like it's the same thing with like Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson has been a turnover machine. And oh, well, it's, you know, he's still uh he, he's dealing with, you know, last year it was the, you know, it was the groin thing. It's okay, okay, he has surgery. Yeah. Fine. Fine. What the hell is he doing on the ice? And then then, you know, now it's well, he's a new father and blah blah. Okay, then fine. Let him go on paternity leave or something. You know, but it's like I'm just tired of every excuse, and and right. my response is always, okay, fine. If that's your excuse, tell me when it's okay. Is it ten games that he's can, that he's been a new father that then we can stop using that as is, is the excuse? Like, sure. just tell me which it is. You, you know, and the other thing that really drives me crazy too, though, is like this. You know, um, oh well, that's just Brent Burns, but like, you know what I mean? Like the 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 accountability. Like it's it's so quick. People are so quick to be like, oh well, you know, Burns just being Burns. It's okay, he turned it over. Big deal. Like, it 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 not only drives me a little bit crazy, you know, with with the Harrison Christians, but it also drives me equally crazy that Brent Burns continues to get a pass for the same the exact Thank you. same stuff. Yeah. And, and and that's and that's the key thing is that yeah he does have the big contract and we can't and and he's the he's got the most notoriety. Let's be honest here too. The Sharks had a heavy Canada presence in on this road trip, so they hit up Montreal, Toronto, Ottawa, and they get reamed for it. I mean, I think we all saw the video from TSN 1050 in Toronto about how they went off on Eric Carlson today or yesterday. Excuse me. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's just, you know, and I think we were a consensus in our, in our group chat guys that, yeah, I mean, there's nothing that they had, they said that wasn't right or wrong, you know? Um, yeah, it, it's hard because like, I, I feel like, 
Let me ask it's you hard, this. Right? Because you can get your backup. Let me ask it, you this. Sure. Would would Burns catch the same amount of crap if he was if he had Carlson's contract? I would hope so. That's, I would hope so, but at the same time, like I, I still stand by. Like I'm not. Like I'm not. Don't take this as a defense of Eric Carlson right now, because right now I don't want to defend anybody on this team. But I still feel that Eric Carlson's always going to be the guy that's going to catch the flack fairly or unfairly because he was the last guy signed. If Burns was the last guy signed, then he's then he's public enemy number one. See, I disagree. I, I for me, I think it's if if Ek sixty five signs uh, eight years. But he signs it for eight million, like he signs the same amount as Burns. I don't think you see near the amount of stuff. I think that contract has magnified his mistakes. When you're the highest paid defenseman sure. in the entire NHL, you're expected to, you know, be play like a, a goddamn superstar and not put up minus four. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, he's 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 playing about as well as Drew Doughty's playing these days, and they've pretty much got the same contract. <laughs> oh, and and we won't get into the <laughs> Roman Yossi deal that that uh, I, you know, it's ex, it's an expensive deal, but almost team uh, friendly at this point. Uh, SG uh, in the super chat, thank you, my dear. Agreed about bakes, never sugarcoating things. Yes, thank God. And uh, and now here's the other thing. We know that Shimmick is doing a conditioning assignment with the Barracuda, likely will play Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday with the CUDA. Mm -hmm. Maybe and then maybe after that, obviously they're gonna reassess and then see where he's at and maybe we see him come back. It like is really is that gonna be the difference? And if oh, it is one NHL games, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but even if Shimmick comes back, so it's like, okay, fine, you put Shimmick automatically back with Burns. Are you going to leave EK and Dylan together? Okay, fine. So what does that leave you? Vlasic and Ferraro and the two lefties? Is that going to play for, you know, because we know the way PDB leans? Mm -hmm. uh, and then, or is it even a case of, look, if Shimmick comes back, then, okay, you look at the guys that played defense tonight. Shimmick comes back, who are you replacing? Wouldn't you likely replace the guy who's getting three minutes in a game a couple days ago? You're going to replace Heat. You would hope. Yeah, but my, that's my whole thing. It's like, well, Prout plays a physical game. Okay, fine. But who who are you going to put in? Or, you know, who are you sitting in order to put in Prout? You get well, what I'm I, saying? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, the problem is, is yeah, you're right. I, I The ideal thing, you know, Shimmick right now at this point where this team is right now shoots the wrong side right yeah so it's gonna be interesting to see what you know i i personally think someone's gonna get thrown to their offside and i'm fine with that honestly i, I, I i'm not gonna get into this point we got to thing again someone like, gets I, thrown to their offside obviously but yeah. i mean all i know is you know you sit there and you go through and it's like how many goddamn defensemen does this team need you know carrick prout middleton these guys are on ir when everybody's healthy what the hell do you do then? I think Ferraro has made the case that he can't be sent down. Right. Oh, if they send down Ferraro, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, oh the, yeah. The only reason I would send down Ferraro at this point is to get him the hell away from this mess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, is, is I don't think Prout can be sent down, right? Like, doesn't he have to go through I mean, waivers? He can be. He'd have to go through waivers, yeah. Yeah, okay. That might not yeah, be a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, but who's picking that shit up? He's a guy. 
What about Carrick? Does he also have Carrick to clear? And Carrick and clear. I don't know if Carrick has to clear, but he's a guy too. Like if someone takes Trevor Carrick on waivers, say la vie. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's what I'm saying is like you made these deals to get Carrick and, and Prout and, and and Ferraro has made it that you don't need it. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's just. Phantom. Yeah, it, it's. Oh. Go ahead, Ian. No, no, I'm good. Uh, Phantom 0044. The coaching staff need to make adjustments to their game because the teams have clearly figured out how they play it as their passes are getting intercepted and they counter too fast for the Sharks. Uh, do Does PDB need to change his style? Is PDB it... needs to be gone. Period. Like, how, how does... like? This team doesn't look good. When when this team was down, like everyone points to last year where they went and they had their team only meeting and everything got better. That team had significantly better underlying numbers than this team does. That to the point where where it was believable that they could turn things around. This team is garbage. It's a tire fire. There is nothing, nothing underlying that redeems this team in any way, shape, or form. Like this is just a bad team. And this team obviously can't play the style that Peter DeBoer does. This team can't roll four lines. The talent isn't there. Okay, so let's just say what it is. At this point, I think it's safe to say signing Eric Carlson will go down as one of the biggest mistakes Wilson ever made. It's certainly going down. Like I, I, The whole... I mean, I would... I wouldn't... I don't know if I would just pin that specific contract. I think... It's the combination of long-term contracts that have been signed. Well, it's a, that's a, it's okay. Yeah, you I, make a valid point because then it's the case of, or is it one of the worst things that uh, Wilson ever did was Vlasic a full no move? That's uh, possibly where I would start. I, I mean, look, I would start in a lot of places. I mean, there's a lot of things going on right now that that aren't good. Like, I don't want to, I feel like it's, like, look at Eric Carlson needs to be better. There's no if fans or buts about that. But man, so does this whole team. Like, I I understand that. Like again, I feel like that contract, the last one being signed, the money. I I get the frustration with it. But I mean, I, you know, um, I I I would expect better play from some of the other players. So look, Timo Meyer just signed that huge extension. That's going to make him ten million dollars on the last year. That's a ten million dollar qualifying offer. Has four points. Yeah, no, they got to be better. And to quickly address a comment in the chat, uh, yep. maybe the Sharks rehired Daryl Sutter. No, Daryl Sutter is, in a, uh, is a coaching assistant down in Anaheim, yep. so he's not available. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not available. And, and let's be honest here, as Ian has said, PDB has to go. Who's out there? Who's it out doesn't there? matter. It doesn't. I hate this question. This is stupid because but, you know what? No, listen, Sharks. Sure. Hockey fans, oh, this coach needs to go. But, man, the NHL hires nothing but retreads. And then also hockey fans, well, who are you going to bring in? It better be yeah. a damn good name, blah, blah, blah. Like, give me a break. Honestly, call Toronto and see if they'll let you interview Sheldon Keefe. I really don't care. Call around, look around. I I don't care. Like, if you think that I need to have the answer to that question, like, I'm not Doug Wilson. I don't need to have the answer to that question for, for, to, for me to say that Peter DeBoer should be fired. I'm sorry. That's not how this works. Okay. Uh, let me address this now in the chat, too, because this sure. goes to what I was saying uh, earlier. J.F. Turner, after responding to what I said about uh, Eric Carlson, that deal potentially being mm -hmm. a mistake, J.F. Turner saying it's way too early for that declaration. 
which, of course, oh, yes, but it gives me the response, uh, again, the provoked response of, okay, then you tell me when it's okay for me to make that declaration. Oh, well, if, sure. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, absolutely. Yeah, but I'm saying it's like, well, is it okay for me to say that if it's 10 more games of this? Or does it need to be 40 games of this? Like, w at what point do we say, hey, you know what, maybe this was not the greatest thing to do. I'm sorry, but the shark, here's the other thing too that I think we need to take into account. I don't know that we knew that Ferraro was going to step in this quickly, this fast. And on paper, Dylan, Ferns, uh, Carlson, Shimmick, uh, that top four, that looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I think Ferraro stepping up the way he has – and that massive contract that Carlson got, I think that, you know, you can at least at the, you might not agree with them, but you can at least understand the fact that there are going to be fans out there that go, man, that 92 million, you know, 11 and a half this year, that could have gone a long way to keeping Nyquist and maybe going and getting somebody else. I'm not saying to keep Pavelski or to keep Donskoy, sure. but Nyquist was a very nice piece. Maybe you could have found something else, but that's you, you can at least understand fans taking that tact or seeing it from that viewpoint, especially when the team looks the way it does right now and can't score to save their lives five on five. Yeah, I mean, I'm not like I'm not going to tell anyone how to fan. Period. <laughs> like I, I will come on here and definitely give you like my take, and I think, like I said, I, I, I agree with you, AJ. I mean, like if you know, I. I mean, at the end of the day, look, I mean, obviously we're going to have our opinions and people can take them or leave them. And I look, I get that everyone's frustrated right now, but I, I agree. Like the, the declaration of when is it okay? I, it's okay whenever you damn well feel it's okay. In my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and JF saying no one is playing well. Why EK 65 for most of the problems? Well, of course, at least for most people. One of the reasons why you're blaming EK65 as well, and this is a point that Ian made earlier, is like last man in, you know? Yeah, like, and I don't, and I don't think that's entirely fair either. I think oh, I don't very critical of other aspects of this team. But it, and I think it's, but it's also a case of too. And yes, I'm not, I'm not here to get into a whole uh, back and forth about plus sure. minus. So don't, don't at me. But you know, when you're playing 26, 27 minutes a night and you're a minus 10, it's at least indicative of what's happening. And, you know, when you're the highest paid defenseman and you're in the basement of plus minus, all of those things are going to get magnified. Rightly or wrongly, they're going to be magnified. All right. Um... And see, look at that. These guys weren't ready for sober, AJ. What's up? <laughs> so... Quickly, I'm going to do this really quick, guys, because I, I think uh, you guys are on a good roll. Uh, Bruins score, th you know, three goals late or like midway and late through the second period. Last time, th and they were out and they were outshot 34 to 12 in the second period. The last time they were outshot by more than 22 shots and were down by four goals after two periods was March 29th, 1993, when they were playing in New Jersey. 1993. AJ, care to tell what the record was when they finished in 1993? I want to say something like 11 and 70,000. Yeah, yeah 11, 71, and 2. 
when you're matching that, that's when you know you're pretty pathetic. And, and, and me, the third period was absolutely pathetic in my mind. I, I think just running around doing high stick, roughing, oh, let's go after Chara, oh, let's do that, or or stupid penalties in the third period, and then we're starting to fight. I mean, the third like, period, at both teams stopped playing hockey. Yeah, yeah, you can't even really get into that. But to go back for a second, like we're talking about how <clears throat> Ferraro has been a surprise and maybe EK, the, maybe right or wrong about the EK65 signing. But do we also, maybe maybe we can agree that perhaps Doug Wilson and staff, do you think maybe they overrated Shmulevsky or Shemulevsky, however you want to say it, Blickfeld, Jakovic, uh, Bergman, you know, the, the list goes on and on. You're taking, I mean, do you think that those guys were, I don't know, expected like it, because it, the way, I don't know about you guys, but at least here locally for me, it was almost kind of sold like, look, we're going to have these top nine, yep. but, mm-hmm. but that, you know, we're going to have this piece over here. Well, obviously because the right wing is so decimated, but like, we're going to have three of these guys and this is going to work because these guys are looking really good. And, and none of them work now granted Bergman has like four points in three games and that's great mm-hmm. but uh Sasha and Chikovic not exactly setting the world on setting the coot on fire right now so maybe they overestimated they did oh I mean there's no there's no maybe about that I mean look at the the Sharks Marlo was I mean if Marlo was in the plan he would have been signed before the season started so clearly they expected players to step up and you know, and okay, fine. Look, I know some people are going to get on me going like, well, some guys weren't given a fair chance, but really look at, in, in my view, nobody stole those spots in camp. Like it was Ooh. like they played hot potato with us. Well, oh, I don't want it here. You take it. Like right. it, well, that was the whole thing is that one game you're tanking would look like, oh man, look at this cat. And then the next game it was Bergman and the next game it was mm-hmm. somebody else. And you go, oh man, you know, okay. Th- it, but we always... We always see that where there's glimpses, there's a flash, there's a spark, sure. but it never ignites for 20 games. And to and let me respond to J.F. Turner on the chat. Couture is getting paid $8 million a year and has one goal. Where is the criticism for him? And uh, he is the captain. Today. Huh? Read my article today. Yeah. Well, there's that. And the other thing is, you know what? Couture will get a pass from from people, and he gets a pass from me. Because Couture is a guy that typically, when it matters most, is the guy who steps up biggest. He's got a history of doing that. Especially when it matters most, that cat steps up. I, I, I mean, I, I think, but it's not like Couture has been given a pass here either. Like, he he hasn't. Like... And the fact, too. Nobody should be given a pass Couture right now. Couture is, well, the other thing, too, is, you know what? You know how I think, uh, you know why Couture would probably, uh, you know what would trigger him to get a shit ton of criticism is if he was the highest paid forward in the league. That's not yeah, the but, case, but it is with EK. Even still, I mean, like, this is where, like... I'm just saying, that's the reason why it gets magnified. Sure, it gets magnified, but I, I don't think, I don't think, like, no one's really, like, I, I don't, look at, I, I, I mean, I don't what think the AJ... TSN, what did the TSN g- guys g- say give that me a you moment, disagree? Give me a moment, give me All a right. moment. Give me a moment here. I don't think it's... Look at... I'm going to defend AJ here for a second because I don't think it's fair. Like, AJ shouldn't have to dress down everybody on the team to give his opinion on Eric Carlson. Period. Like, and, and there's been plenty of criticism of the forwards on this show. 
Like, it's not like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, look, you're, you're entitled to have your opinion of the show, whatever your opinion is, but I really don't feel like as a group that we've just been completely biased towards Eric Carlson. Like we've definitely talked about Couture. We've talked about Tomas Hurdle. We've talked about Timo Meyer. Like these things are getting talked about. I, yeah. I don't understand why. No, I'm, I, I'll stop. Well, after, I mean, after Couture dressed down Meyer and LeBanc, what happened? LeBanc, LeBanc stepped up and we're, we were sitting here going, where the hell is Meyer? Like, when's he going to step up? And, you know, Chris, sarcastic guy that he is, is, I guess now is not when it matters most. Let me know when it matters. Yeah, okay, well, I mean, if I have to that it matters most, like playoffs matters more than regular season, we probably have a problem. <laughs> but at this point, they're not making the playoffs. Exactly. And the worst part is that they're no, number one. I mean, and they're, yeah. The worst case scenario is their yes. first round is going to Ottawa. I mean, it's going, it's, yeah, well, I it's, mean that was that was that was done by the trade. I mean that was that was done in the initial trade too. I mean that would be the same if they had kept or not kept. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Ian's article is at tealtownusa.com. So uh, after the show, please go check it out and give him give him the love for for. I it. thought it was hit, melodramatic. Maybe I'm melodramatic. No, I don't even know anymore. And hit the subscribe button, will you? Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> Please, please. We, I mean, we appreciate the ninety-four people watching right now on this. Uh, Ao one two three zero one two three four five. Couture is not the only one missing. Where the heck is Hurdle? I mean, where's Hurdle. Where's Meyer? Where's? Kane? Well, I mean, Evander Kane. I think is the one guy who's actually making his paycheck right now. Right. right. Um, you know, look at um the Marlowe signing got a little kick, but really, I don't understand why Marlowe has been a fixture on the first line still at this point. Um, no, it's pretty bad when like the bottom, like, like really, I, I, I can go through an entire list of the, the roster of this team and, and dress them down if you really want me to. Yeah, no, Le, uh, Laurel pointing out LeBanc. Yeah, I think since he was called out and even a little bit before that, I thought he was doing things well. And you also have to credit LeBanc a little bit, too, is that he keeps getting moved one week. You know, one game, he's on the third line. Next game, he's on the first line. Next, you know, he keeps getting shuffled around. There's one guy I'd really like to know. Did Sorensen even make this goddamn road trip? Like, is he skating with the team? Ralph? He, he, he is. He's really most like, yeah. dude, like that's the other thing is Sorensen. Uh, oh my God, this was a guy that I remember a whole bunch of people talking about. Well, first off, it was like you were losing Pavelski, Donskoy, and Nyquist. That's 58 goals right out the window. Right. And when you had a 38-goal positive differential, last, or 31, I'm sorry, that was a huge that's, that's a huge loss. So where does that need to come from? Well, it needs to come from Sorensen has to step up. Uh, LeBanc has to step up. We both said, you know, Sorensen and LeBanc getting past 20, maybe 25, not out of the realm of possibility. Kane and Meyer both broke 30. Maybe they both get to 35 this season. Like, you've right. got to try to find the little pieces here and there. Well, where the hell Sorensen been in? No one, no one's getting on him either. And on this road trip, he... I think your best players. I mean, it goes back to the old mantra: your best players have to be your best players, right? Uh, I mean, who, who would be your best player? Eric Carlson. Well, Eric Carlson. <laughs> but it's not just stop. <laughs> <laughs> we got him to smile. I yes. I came this close to breaking Ian. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorensen, he had a goal on the last home home game in against Buffalo, and then he had an assist oh, against Buffalo. Other than that, nothing uh, on this one. 
But Ian yeah, Andrew, I mean, Thornton has to be better too. There, now I've mentioned Joe Thornton has to be better. Joe Thornton has no goals. It has yes. to be better. Uh, Tracy, Period. well, look, go ahead. Look, 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 <laughs> about to look guys, uh, they play, <laughs> I mean, come on, like nine of their next 11 are, are at home. Like 11 of 15 in November are at home. They don't leave the Pacific. They don't leave the the Pacific time zone until the very last game of the month, and they leave it. And it's it's now it's, it's Arizona. Like if that game had been played uh, a month earlier, it would still be in the same time zone. <laughs> it's all because Arizona's stupid. But like this is the time. And what happens if? You know, if let me see, Winnipeg, Vancouver, Chicago. Okay, well, see, you can't even sit there and look at this because you can sit there and go, well, Winnipeg has been in, Vancouver's been surprising, Chicago maybe not as bad as is most people would play them out to be. Right. Okay, Minnesota, not very good. Yeah. Uh, Nashville though, tough. Edmonton playing way above their heads. Uh, you look at it, but either way, you can't sit there and look at that schedule and go, well, here's two games that they should win because you just lost to the worst goddamn team in the NHL. So nothing is in the back pocket. So what has to, what do you think needs to happen for something to not happen? If you catch my drift, like, do they need to minimum go four to two for somebody to not lose a job for a trade to happen? Something. They just have to like, look competent. Right. Like at this point, like, I don't, I don't know if, if, uh, if a couple wins should really make a difference. If like they won in Montreal, but if you look at the the numbers for that game, Montreal, I mean, Carey Price just played like complete ass that game. Well, because he was if, playing no, the Sharks, that's what he does. Right, and I appreciate that. But if not for Carey <laughs> Price being terrible that game, like Montreal was the better team that game. Just Carey Price was pretty right. terrible. Like, it, and look at if you want to go back and tell me that was the greatest game that the Sharks played. Look at I know I, I got in trouble because I <laughs> ranted after a win, but like. They, if not for Carey Price's bad play, they go over on this road trip. Yeah, I, I then oh, that's yeah. the problem to me. Like for me, the problem is is that this team is not. Look at, I don't care what you think about Peter DeBoer, but at this point, better coaches have been fired. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of which, why did he? Why what what happened to PDB? He got ejected for jawing the refs, apparently. And, and that's probably the second time, time, second or third time he's done that in his tenure. And correct me See, if I'm I wrong, I don't think said. anybody is. And, that and Steve Rector in the chat, Dell stood on and said, "Yeah, Dell had a really good game in Montreal, which yeah. made a, a huge. Dell was the difference in that game. So you know, to say that we said? never lavish any praise on the goalies, Dell played a hell of a game in Montreal. Oh, I thought he earned the start in Ottawa. Yeah, 35 saves on 37 shots." It was, I mean, it was probably the best. Somebody, I, I don't know if it was the, the, the point or what. There was some Twitter uh, f- feed that pointed out, like, it's one of the best uh, starts of the season in the NHL. When you look at the, the high danger chances, the shots that he faced, it was an amazing start. But it's, again, it's that whole thing of, well, anybody can catch lightning in a bottle from time to time. It's, for can sure. you do it consistently? And for the Sharks goal, 10 minutes has been resounding no not that they're getting any help in front of them but again it right. goes back like there's really i don't really care who you want to scapegoat or who has to wear the goat horns because honestly outside of a handful of players and, and that handful of players is if you're missing some fingers you know, 
well, that so, that okay. is how bad it is right now. Like there's there's been a few guys that have been a bright spot. Mario Ferraro has been an absolute bright spot for this team. Yep. Um, obviously they've been better than they were this game on special teams. Um, I think you know look at I think something had to give with the with the penalty kill and with the amount of penalties in this game. Plus you're playing Boston and Boston happens to be a really good damn team still. So I mean eventually the the power the penalty kill was going to show some cracks. Uh, but other than that, I mean, really, what what is positive about this team right now? Well, You've gotten I, some good games out of Evander Kane. Okay, that's a positive. You've gotten some good games out of Barkley Goodrow. Awesome. Like, if Barkley Goodrow is your best player, and I've said this a hundred times, you got problems. <laughs> yeah. Serious well, problem. Well, Mario Ferraro is playing far better than I think anybody would have predicted. But let's let's also point out something, too. I think there was a small amount of people that were excited when they saw... Um, Archer's Urbe at the tank in, uh, versus Buffalo because they thought he might be coming back too. Yeah. No, nothing. F you guys. Sorry, and I'm so annoyed at this team right now. That, like, uh, yeah, you know, that was funny. Now, it, you know what? I'm sorry. I, 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 I'm like in like I, I am right now. I'm like. This is this is me and this is like rage mode. I'm like I'm trying to stay under because we're we're not supposed to do rage shows this year. Mm. We got I'm we right got border. Hold, we're, we're I mean, <laughs> hey, uh, Ian, uh, you say that, but at, at four eight and one, you you have that point where you got you. That yeah, all bets are off. Here. You know, look, look at, okay. I want to be coherent. Calm. I want to be constructive. I don't want to just start. Spouting no, 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 I get that. I get that. I okay, get that. But how crappy does calm against the machine sound? It's true. But I want people to like, you know, you want people to come away from the show just to, to say, okay, yeah, these guys were angry, but they said things that I can, you know, understand. Well, yeah. They don't have to agree with me, but they have no, to understand. Yeah, yeah. I just don't want to be like, <laughs> no, 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 no. And, and like Randy Bobandi saying, Ian, you are totally valid, bud. And, and you, and all your points have always been valid you know i mean come on ian you complete me (laughs) oh my god dude Uh, that warm embrace that couture and marshawn had tonight wow it's so frustrating now like it it is and and you know um, final shots, 41-17 in favor of Boston. Faceoffs were even at 50-50. Sharks were one for three on the power play. Bruins two for eight. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's a problem, right? Discipline was definitely a problem. Although at the end of the game, I mean, the thing fell off the rails completely. Yeah, but, it was, it was what before that the game. Yeah, even before that, though, there was there was a discrepancy. And not to mention the fact that this was something that, that DeBoer mentioned like after a couple of games ago, where it's like, you know, with... And even Evander Kane mentioned it after a game where it's like, you know, it's hard to get into a rhythm when you're constantly on the kill or something, you know, so yeah. it, it, you can't find a rhythm to the game and blah, blah, blah. And, it, oh, it's something we got to work on. It just seems like every time we hear that cliche of, you know, it's something we're going to work on or something we have to work on, it gets worse the next game. <laughs> Let's here, here's something too, just in the chat here going about, um, you know, like I, I really Hassel Platner is not getting involved at this point. Like, let's just full stop, full breaks on this. On this, Hassel Platner trusts Doug Wilson to make the hockey decisions. Now, should he at this point? That is debatable. But 
Hasselblatt is not flying halfway around the world to to do stuff. He's going to trust Doug Wilson to do his thing because Doug Wilson's his hockey guy for better or worse. Doug Wilson is his hockey guy in the organization. Period. <laughs> so until this thing goes so far off the rails, look at Doug Wilson. I, oh man. Okay. Deep breath. Doug Wilson has made a lot of gambles and a lot of them have not paid off. I, I can go, you know, we can go down the list. You've kind of already done at this show. You went into the, you, put a lot of money into a lot of contracts that aren't as liquid as Doug Wilson would have you believe. I'm sorry, a three team, no trade, you know, a three team trade list is not flexibility. Nope. Nope. All right. But, but to put it in context, sure. Doug Wilson is, is to Hasso Plattner. What my sharky bobblehead is to me. If that makes sense. You know, Doug, Doug Wilson is a blink in the eye of Hasso. He's got so many other things going on. You know, the Sharks, it's, this is a fun thing for him to look at, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's now, granted, does he cut like the fat checks and spend to the cap and do it? Yeah, right. oh, yeah. Sure. And to a certain extent, you can, yeah, you can make the obviously, you can make the argument that Wilson has made some mistakes. Now, this is something that I talked about long time ago that I think it was, I don't know, around the 13 season, give or take a year that it was like half the team had some sort of no move or no Mm -hmm. trade. It was like, he was giving it out like candy on Halloween. And now granted we're down that we have far fewer, but it's like he's extra exchanged trade or, you know, the, the clauses for term. Yeah. And either way, yeah, the flexibility, and that's what I think is so funny. It's like, well, we want to create an area where this is where people want to come and want to play. Well, then why do you have to bribe them with no move clauses? Well, or, or, or for that matter, if they want to come and play, why can't we sign anybody that's a free agent? A bona fide free point. agent, you know? Good it's point. always yeah. via trade, and we always yeah, have to it's... trade because the players that are here aren't exactly developing well. Well, here, here. Okay, let me let me get back to my point before we before we go down this rabbit hole. So, you you can look at the at what Doug Wilson's done, and I think you know, look, there's been a lot of gambles that didn't pay off. He 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 overestimated his prospect pool. I, a lot, you know, and that happens. A lot of us do it. Um, although he's the guy paid to actually make those calls. Like, I you know, fans, it's fine when fans do it, but at some point, like if I make a bunch of mistakes at work, like you you can look at, I can make a bunch of in my job and have the absolute best intentions eventually i'm gonna lose my job it doesn't matter how intent well clearly on paper this team looked really good or you know obviously he intended this team to be a Stanley Cup final well that's fantastic you know that he intends the team to be a Stanley Cup champion what is the team the problem right now is of course is that it's the spotlight's not going to be on Doug Wilson right now for for whatever reason, and you can argue I'll amongst tell you what yourself. What the reason is? For, for playoffs, fourteen to fifteen years. For and 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 that's a that's a fair point, and and you can go and you can look at that and you can say okay, you know you can argue amongst yourselves on Doug Wilson, but here's my point. Peter DeBoer at this point though, like you you have to do something. The Sharks can't fire the players. They can't just be, well, Couture, you've got one goal and nine assists and uh, you're fired. Like, you can't, you don't fire the players. You can't move. You can't really do anything with this roster because, it's, like, again, it's not as liquid as Doug Wilson would make it appear. So now you're stuck in a place 
where the only option you really have at this point is fire the coach. The problem with firing the coach is, okay, you have, you know, the, the question comes up, who replaces them? A lot of people will say, well, you could put Bob Bugner there on an, on an interim basis. Here's the problem. Once you fire the coach, if that doesn't work, if you're Doug Wilson, guess what? Now you've put yourself in the firing line. Yep. Interim coach Bob Bugner, is there anyone here that, like, raise your hand if you are inspired by anything Bob Bugner's done as a head coach in this league? Because I'm not. No, he, he got no, close totally one year. With you. But, but again, it just, this team. that's why I, again, I go back to the off season and I think you could essentially look at a couple things. And, but one of them that you mentioned, one that I mentioned was were the prospects overvalued, overrated, whatever you want to call it. Yes. Was it a mistake to sign Eric Carlson? That part is debatable. Sure. I mean, I'm not telling, I'm not here to tell you exactly, like, I'm not here to bend anyone to my will. Right? Like, okay, here, hold on. I'll give you something. What, here's one thing that will save PDB and save Doug Wilson. And I think this is, (laughs) hear me out. (laughs) Back to back starts Friday and Saturday for Shortridge. Or Cornosh. Oh, are we, gonna, are we really going to go down the St. Louis rabbit hole? Please don't. Yeah, exactly. No, that's because because what it's if you're not firing a coach, if you're not making a trade, like and you have no money in your cap, what literally what else is there to do? And with every like you said, what what are the numbers for Jones and Dell right now? Like forty first and forty third. Yeah, forty uh, fourth and forty fifth. I think well, before before tonight's game, I have no idea where they sit now. Okay, but I'm just saying, like, that's it. Am I saying it's like the way to go? No, I'm not saying. I'm just saying it's an option that hasn't been explored yet. And when you've gone down, when you've literally tried every different combination of the lock when it comes to the lines, and none of that is working, I mean, literally, what's left? Put Burns back to forward? We're going to put Burns at, at goalie? I, <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, I'm going to. There, see, I caught myself. I didn't do, I didn't do a bad. I'm good. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. It's just kind of like, wh- what do you do at this point? If the guys in the room can't figure it out, you know, I just, you don't know what to do at this point. Now, I hope we're all laughing about this two months from now. Oh, like they for go sure. on some, you know, like they use the month of November to figure it out. They got all these, all these home games. I mean, look at this. They're at home. For like twenty days straight, with the exception of going to th- going to Anaheim on a Thursday, they probably fl- you know they're gonna probably fly down that morning, fly back that night. So literally, they're here for nineteen of the next twenty days in the Bay Area. So like plenty of time to work on stuff. Take advantage of that. But you know who's again, been here through all the sharks failures? Let's reassess at Thanksgiving. You know who's been, been here through? Sj uh, Sharky. Sj Sharky needs to go. Yeah, he's a common denominator right there. Common denominator. He's got to go. Look, okay, I've seen Hitchcock's name come up. Hitchcock oh, God, no. has not worked out his last. Look at his last two spots. He's been an absolute, like, again, if you're Doug Wilson, you are trying, if you're firing your coach, you are trying to keep yourself out of the firing line next. Hear me you, out. Hear me out. Head coach, Drew Remenda. <laughs> like, Hitchcock has been, and like, he hasn't helped the last two teams he's been on that have looked for that 
Hitchcock turnaround spark, it hasn't been there his last two stops. Like, I don't know why anyone would, why you, why Doug Wilson would go down that rabbit hole. I, I don't get it. Guys, uh, let me well, ask. Good news, though, there, there's a ticket flash sale tomorrow, so no fees. Guys, uh, well, you know what's funny? I'll, I'll do a quick story. My ticket rep called me during the second period of the game, no joke, and gave me two tickets to the game on Friday. <laughs> two free tickets. I'm like, okay, um, interesting. But guys, now that you said, let me let me check my email. <laughs> guys, guys, let me ask you this question. Let's say a five minute power play wasn't called for the Sharks. Are we having this conversation of these players and this coach back in April? I have been I have been of the opinion for the last couple of seasons that this team is broken from top to bottom. I just don't spew it on every show because it would get old and no one wants to hear it at some point. I I would if I was Hassel Platner, I would have cleaned house a while ago. But that's just my personal opinion and i'm not gonna elaborate further it's a it's a solid point um god that's i mean that's wow you just like went way deep uh you know i go back to the reverse sweep then missing the playoffs then going to the final uh i mean so close then getting absolutely embarrassed uh it was two years later, right? The following season was Edmonton, then Vegas, then Vegas again. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I'm kind of leaning that way. That uh, after after getting bounced versus uh, the embarrassment versus Vegas, like I understood getting bounced versus Edmonton, but oh, they were the Sharks were like the the Sharks were as healthy. I mean, Joe Thornton was like the perfect analogy for that team because the whole team was basically done like yeah. they were just banged up to hell in that Edmonton series right. there exactly. was no there was no winning that series yeah so that's why I kind of look at the Vegas series that's the one that uh that first Vegas series and I kind of yeah I'm kind of with you and I yeah you know maybe it's also a case of you can you can fault Doug Wilson for you know giving Thornton as long as he has you know maybe you should have said goodbye to Thornton two years ago at the same time that you said goodbye to Marlow, you know, I mean Thornton. The difference was 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 Thornton. I mean, not that that one year where he signed a million dollar contract, but but aside from that, I mean Thornton's come back at pretty. He he's been pretty team friendly for the most oh, part in his right. career, other than that one eight million dollar year. Like he's been pretty team friendly as far as salary goes. Which oh no, I get that, but it's you know right now I. It's, it's... I'm just saying that, you know, not getting him, maybe that forces you to look, may, you know, have other options or, or think of other things. Oh, whatever, sure. Absolutely. Know? I mean, there's 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 been, I think, you know, and we started to see it finally, I think, this last offseason. There, there's a there's been a Band-Aid that I feel like has needed to been pulled off this team a little bit. Well, and... Yeah. Well, Chris asking in the that's chat, a great who's the guy that's better... That then Thornton is dis, then Thornton displacing him. Well, when are we talking? If we're, we're talking well, now, it's like, what are you talking about? Thornton's playing third line, has yeah, last year fine. too. I, I think that's with, fine, with, but maybe you find somebody else who's better suited for that, like Dylan Gambrell or something. Yeah, I, I mean, Thornton at least like 
the thing with Thornton at least is is at least like he has accepted a diminished role. No, you know, no I'm and, down and with I, that. And I, and I give I give Thornton a ton of credit. So I think I think Thornton has still been a serviceable. I, I I feel like this season so far, and again, I'm just so angry at everything. Like I I feel like. Like, I feel like there's definitely been a drop in Joe Thornton's play this season so far. But again, the whole team's a complete dumpster fire. Well, and, and I go back to how I felt when they let go of, well, I guess essentially, they didn't figure out a way to keep Dan Boyle, yet they didn't replace him. And what happened? They missed the playoff. Mm-hmm. Sleepy Mofo saying, do we trust anyone with the CUDA is good enough to take a spot with the big club now? I don't think so. I don't. I don't want to because I haven't really I haven't had a chance to watch any Cuda games yet. Like Cuda games are are Birdman. on my horizon. Birdman um, is the one guy I'm kind of eyeballing right now. Sure, I I I I don't have a fair thing, but I mean, based on what we saw in training camp, no, no. Like there's no one. the The problem is with this team is especially when you're talking about its bottom six is you have a lot of guys. They're just guys. Radil's a guy. Bergman's a guy the you know there's there's this no there isn't like this huge chasm between a Bergman or a Redeal in my opinion like it's not this huge chasm between these players the Barracuda has a lot of guys right now and this and they're interchangeable and they're not going to make a lick of difference and this is why I keep going back to maybe you don't sign Carlson because it frees you up to sign forwards, especially when you already have a Burns on the team. I don't know. I mean, history is ultimately going to tell us. Oh yeah. What you know? What was well, it? But I, I still feel like I said, like I, I, I go back to you know, I'm, I'm, I don't. It's not one contract that's screwed this team. There's, no, not It's at all. a multitude and, of and, them. But, it's 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 no it's a bunch of errors on one on top of the other, yep. and finally, the errors are so compacted together that something has got to give, and we're seeing it now. Look, and you can you know what I mean? I understand that people are like, oh well, Doug Wilson has had this team in the playoffs forever, blah blah blah. But look at you've got a lot of guys signed to a lot of money, a lot of term contracts. You've got guys like Mark Edward Vlasic who terrifies me right now that is under contract for however long he's under contract for. This is, this is something that I said when we started signing these long-term contracts, my fear for this team was it was going to end up being Chicago without the cups. And so far looking pretty good on that prediction. Uh, I would, I would go and venture to say Vancouver with all their no moves combined with Ottawa with when they uh, traded for Duchesne looking really nervous about giving them uh, a top lottery pick. Well, you did that to get Eric Carlson. And at the time, I look at, again, you you can can hindsight is 2020 this thing. Tell we're we're blue in the face. I didn't have a problem with the trade then. I'm not going to suddenly have a problem with it now. Um, No one knew Eric Carlson was going to blow his groin. This, uh, you file, you have to file that under shit happens, right? right? Oh, of course. Well, in Doug Wilson's history, it's like, he, for the most part, when it comes to like big names, blockbusters, or whatever you want to call them, he's come out on top. Like, he's at the craps table. He's hit the point. He hit the point on Thornton. He hit the point on Boyle. He hit the point on Brent Burns. 
like those deals have worked out superbly. Uh, you know, did the Heatley thing work out for a brief time? You know, but then you can look at things like, well, Martin Havlat, that that didn't work out. But wasn't that like an off-season acquisition? That wasn't like a trade to get him. Or, no, we traded Heatley to get him, right? Heatley to get Havlat. So yeah, kind of, okay. yeah. But either way, that whole thing was just a little a little quirky. But fact of the matter is, I just go back to, and the, again, <laughs> this is not just me saying this, but I, I'm, I. I didn't think the Sharks were going to get Eric Carlson to begin with. Then they got him, and I was like, wow, okay, let's see. And then there was the groin injury and, and what have you. Then just the vibe that I got all season from him was like, this guy's kind of a prima donna. He's always talking about his forever home. It sounds like he really wants to be back in the East. I just can't see him signing here. And then he ends up signing here. Well, what was one of the key components? Sharks were the only ones that could give him that eighth year. Made him the highest paid guy. I just, I do feel like this is, this could be the one time where Doug Wilson crapped out. Well, well I think, um, yeah, I look at, I, I'm not, I don't know. I mean, well, cause uh, look at it this way, dude, if Burns and Carlson are both like leading defensemen in points by like five and six or seven points, are we having any of this discussion? Probably not. No. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, things, everything's in the garbage right now, so I think everything's kind of Yeah, but I'm saying, like, table. if Eric Carlson was, like, the point leader on the team by, like, eight mm -hmm. points, you'd probably be saying, hey, Carlson's getting it done. Why are these other schmoes? But it's, like, everybody on this team, top to bottom, it's just a shit show. Right, yeah, and it's, it's again, it's not just Carlson, it's everyone. It's Joe, it's Joe Thornton has to be better. Logan Couture has to be better. Timo Meyer has to be better. Tomas Hurdle has to be better. Um, Kevin LeBanc could probably be a little bit more consistent. Um, Who knew that Pavelski know. was the key to everything? Pavelski's not the no, key to everything. Not. I know. I, it was a joke. Oh, my God. I, I'm like, I'm like, you guys should by now. I'm sarcastic. No, I know. But I mean, people are actually taking that seriously. Oh, we had Pavelski. This wouldn't be a problem. Oh, okay. Look what he's done in Dallas. Look what Dallas is doing right now. I mean, it's like, come on, gang. It's not I like think... he's doing his magic over there. They'll be back and, and in two the, years anyway, so you know how it works. Here's <laughs> the problem I have with with like the, the Pavelski talk and the and the, the Couture talk. Look at I don't know Logan Couture as a person. I don't sit in that dressing room. So I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that Logan Couture is not a good leader. Or that Joe Pavelski's the best leader of all time because there was some, you know, highly edited, you know, published whatever video of him getting angry in a locker room one game in Arizona. Like, I, I I don't know. I think the one criticism that I probably don't like of Logan Tour is like, oh, well, he's not leading the team properly. Like, you know, like, there's there's more to leading than scoring goals. But there's nothing that on the ice that that points that I point to and say, okay, well, Logan Couture is not a good leader for this team. Like, I think it's, that's, I, I think, criticizing Logan Couture's captaincy to this point is a little bit of hot takery at this, in my opinion, at this point, like it doesn't really serve anything. It doesn't really, I don't know. No, I like that line. Like, There's more to leading than scoring goals. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, Jeff Hodgers. <laughs> right. No, but it, that's true though. Right? Like I, I don't know because I am not in that locker room. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you know, that he's not leading good enough or, 
you know, like I, I, I think there's just when it gets to that, that I think has been probably the most tedious narrative around this team right now. Well, look, fact of the matter is the boys come back home tomorrow, uh, evidently thinking that it was a good idea to stay the night in Boston. I don't know. Yeah, I guess a bullet clam chowder is going to solve their problems. Uh, fly back tomorrow. I'm assuming that they're going to be practicing on Thursday. God help them if they aren't. And uh, Friday, you got back-to-back games yet again. Winnipeg and Vancouver. I think we can assume that Dell is going to start one of those games. Uh, at this point, my money would be on Dell starting the game on Friday versus Winnipeg, to be quite honest. Because right. don't they usually start Jones versus Vancouver anyway? So, yeah. And then you've got uh, you know the sixth. It's the beginning of a six-game homestand, and this is the time to uh, make it happen, Captain. Six straight, eight of nine, the nine of eleven. And again, you're home through through Thanksgiving. Let's reassess this at Thanksgiving. And after these next 10 games, you know, if they're not at least playing 500, I think something, something has to give, you know. And at this point, we can only speculate. I mean, it literally could be anything. We could see Shim come back for the game against Chicago in three games. And all of a sudden, you know, if the, if the Sharks – lose an overtime to Winnipeg and, and lose flat out to Vancouver or something. Uh, maybe Wilson hits the panic button and ships out Dylan for forward help or something. Oh, wouldn't that be a mistake? <laughs> I'm just saying it's the like, tell no, me. Sure. Another- I, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just saying like for me, the fact that Dylan could be the odd man out on the left side is terrifying. And I oh, don't know is, if I would I'm ever, just saying- What's what other piece can can he move? Well, that's the problem, and I I'm not disagreeing. I just I, I look like at, if I could think of another piece that oh, would be for valuable, sure. like that, in, like in it, my it, opinion, it, it's somebody I would who's and somebody who's sorry, go ahead. Oh well, oh if somebody wants to pay me, you know, to, wants to pay me and, and take Vlasic, oh to the hell yeah, but. Who, you know, wants to take a 32-year-old defenseman who's on the books for another six years, who's clearly in decline. Statistically, you look at the numbers the last year and a half. I mean, yeah, he had that little spurt towards the end of last season, and he did play pretty damn well against Vegas. If you remember, the only the games that Vlasic played in versus Vegas are the only ones that the Sharks won. So you can look at that. But, I'm looking, I know, and then look at Mark Edward Vlasic's off to a slow start, and maybe I'm not being fair to Mark Edward Vlasic. I'm just looking at, look at, you, you're going to have to, in order to do anything with this team going forward, whether if you to make changes, which at this point, it looks like they need some goddamn changes. Um, I mean, you have to look at pieces that, that you might be able to sell a little bit high on. I, I still like, I understand that Dylan's obviously logically the odd man out. Yeah. Ferraro has played well, him out of a spot. For me, Dylan, he's logically the odd man out because of the position he plays, the contract that he has. Uh, you know, there's the, he doesn't have any clauses built in. It's the mm-hmm. final year of his deal. Right. Uh, you know, based on his age, it's just it seems like and that that would be the one thing that would return the most value back to the show. It would so. absolutely. I mean, that that is your stereotypical even if you held on to him until you know that's your stereotypical um trade deadline deal right you uh, you get out from under you know you get you get you sell the asset before you get nothing for him um in free agency and 
so I mean, it makes the most sense. I think that's also saying that Shimmick's going to come back and, and be the Shimmick that we've built him up to be in our brains. God, I, you know, I hope he comes back and, well, hell, he might be the only one who knows how to play defense at this point. <laughs> it's, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it, honestly, it feels like there are five offensemen out there some days. It's, it's tough. Yeah, it's just tough. Like, I don't know. Um, but the guy pulls the ripcord, he's out of here. Uh, I don't blame him. I yeah. like, here, you know, and that's the other thing too. You want to talk about like, um, you know, you want to talk about Doug Wilson for a second. How the hell do you come back with the same two goalies as last year? Yeah. <laughs> and then, in do they get anything for Bebo? Uh, I don't remember. They got yeah, some they got type of a, prospect. They got a defenseman back. Uh, oh, that because that's what they needed was another defensive prospect. Yeah. A barricade prospect. I mean, um, yeah. a former second round pick, kind of a year, you know, like it's a project. At pick, it's a project at this point. I mean, at one time, a pretty decently touted prospect, but at this point, it's it's a project. I don't know. At this point, it's I'm ready to go the next game with like Short Ridge and Sachenko or something. Is it time to kick that? Like, do you think another 40 year old's going to solve this team's problem? Thomas Vanek, like, come on. Like, you, the Sharks blew that already. Like, you can't bring in another 40 year old. You, you went out, you looked at the free agent market, and you saw guys like Thomas Vanek, Jason Pominville, Patrick Marlowe. You pick Marlowe because that was the devil you know. You stuck with that. You, the Sharks don't have room to pick up another guy. I, th- I think we can all agree on one thing. The thing, the the disaster that led to all of this, you know who we can actually really blame this whole shit show on right now? Mm-hmm. John Tavares. Yeah. If he if he signs here, we don't have any of these problems. Yeah, I mean, man, I don't know. Maybe you do because you that do, would have been like then a fifty million starts, dollar deal and yeah. And you still have to move people. Well, because that would have been like a four. I think they offered they offered him like fourteen million a season. Yeah, and I'm fine. And so we don't have, have we don't have Eric Carlson. We don't have Joe Thornton. We don't have Marlow. But we <laughs> but we have but we have John Tavares. Uh, and we've got yeah. Tavares, Couture, and Hurdle. Those are your three down the middle. That's not bad, boys. That's not terrible. But if if but he had to wear freaking ass lease pajamas. Uh, he had to wear them. Damn it. Yeah. If we just, you know, that, that being, if s- we just could have got him. That being said, I can't wait for Obi to break out his uh, picture of him wearing a shark's jersey in a few years' time. Yeah. Back to you. Well, Jim. and then the, what the, well, I was just going to say, and then when it comes to Tavares, I forget the account. It seems like once or twice a month they tweet out the same goddamn photo. Because or they retweet a photo that they like one time they tweeted out a photo of Tavares where like a puck was coming to the bench. Everybody else was diving, but Tavares is just staring straight and in, off into the distance and they, you know, beamed it or something like that. And because it like went popular, they just tw- like every two weeks, they just retweet their own tweet. And they've been doing it now for like a year and a half. So every time they do it, it's like any credibility they had just keeps going lower, 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 lower. <sighs> Sorry, I just got a kick out of that. Let's wrap it up, boys. This is, yeah. you know, it all comes down to uh, 
this Friday. Hey, we got two days off from this shit show, but I should remind you, uh, if you have some time tomorrow around lunch, depending on where you are, 11 a.m. Pacific, the Barracuda are facing off against the Bakersfield Condors. Uh, Bergman has had goal in two of his last, uh, in the last two games. So again, keep an eye on Bergman. We'll see what happens there. Cornish looked fantastic the last game, which was a victory over the Eagles in Colorado the night before. Not so good, but the second game, Colorado uh, got got a beatdown from the Cuda <laughs> on that second game. So, hey now, eleven o'clock start tomorrow. Keep an eye on that, and then they're back on uh, Friday. At seven or no, that can't be right. Oh no, 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 no! They're back on Thursday. My bad. It's all wing spectacular. Let me get my little. Thing. Ooh, Barracuda. Whatever. Eleven. Well, it's good. You know what it is? It's because so tomorrow. I got you. Okay, so the thing that was confusing me is that the Cuda and the Sharks play, but they both play on Friday night. That's what was throwing me off. So, yep, classroom day tomorrow for the Cuda, and they added another one, I believe, against the Iowa. Uh, what is that, the Wild? Wild. The Wild. Yeah, so they uh, added that. Well, I think that was sometime in March. So it's either the second or the fourth. Uh, so look it up. Go follow them. But uh, that's it, kids. Goddamn coming, Curtis, said he gave him a reach around. Or Saturday, that's it. I'm out. I'm just, I'm buying a ticket for the Detroit game, picking up my my Shark Freak jersey, and I'm out. I'm punching out until the, until, I don't know, till somebody leaves. And with that, let's take a look at the wraparound and see how everybody else is doing. Oh, Christ. Everyone oh, is doing better than the Sharks. It's the end. We're, yeah, we're doing this. <laughs> Final thoughts on where the people can find you, Mr. AJ Strong. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's talk about all the teams that are doing better than the Sharks. Ducks just scored to make it. Let me it guess, a- Ottawa won tonight, too. Right? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Ducks lead 3-2 to two over the Winnipeg Jets. Of course they do. Uh, Capitals beat the Leafs in overtime 4-3. Penguins destroy the Flyers 7-1. Hurricanes beat the Flames 2-1, Rangers 4-1 over the Lightning, Red Wings 3-1 over the Oilers. They now match the Sharks record. The That's Predator- a little shocking the for the Pre- Oilers. The Predators shut out the Blackhawks 3-0, the Hawks are 3-6-2. Did, did the Kings play? And the Stars beat the Wild 6-3, they are now 5-8-1. <laughs> Joe Pavelski with a goal, so... That there's that our savior. This is the problem. Get I mean get get Pavs back in, as soon as possible. I mean, I'm well, sure no, based on the game, freaking last years. No, based on the game, I think we need to get Radulov. Sure, why not? Hat trick on the night. Yeah, whatever. All right, uh, AJ, <laughs> your final thoughts on where the people can find you. Uh, you can find me in the fetal position after every single Sharks game. Uh, I can go by the handle AJ underscore strong on Twitter and on Instagram and new puck knowledge just dropped yesterday. Definitely check that one out for sure. Ian has a great new post on tealtownusa.com. Ian, your final thoughts on where people can find you. I hate everything. You can find me at Ian blogs hockey on the Twitter machine and you can tell me things and I'll tell you, I hate those things too. 
Um, other than that, though, yeah, please check out my article. Uh, any, I haven't written anything in quite some time, so uh, any constructive feedback that you have for my article, would love to hear it. Um, other than that, though, uh, you can find me here um, wishing I was drinking heavily. Good night. And if you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check this out at teal10usa.com or your favorite podcatcher, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it, you, you have it. We'll be back with you following Friday night's game between the Sharks and the Jets, the West Side Story game. That'll be uh, at 7.30, along with a back-to-back with the Sharks taking on the Vancouver Canucks uh, at 7 p.m. on Saturday. So that'll do it for us. And we will be back with you then. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you follow us on the social media. Till then, keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a good night, everyone.